morning. Welcome to Emmett Audio. It's a little groggy because I slept in and then the dogs were prancing in the kitchen, their eye teeth floating. Had to go pee so bad, so here I am up at the dog walking spot. Still a little dazed and confused. The episode a couple days back about white space has gotten me thinking about how do you know what to strive for? Um, how do you know what good work is in whatever your field happens to be? And I had this realization yesterday as I was thinking about it that You're always, well, hopefully you're always operating at the edge of what you think is possible. Whether that's a technical engineering way of thinking of it, or just in terms of a conceptualizing way of thinking of it. And those two can overlap, obviously. But... um, And, and what that means is that if you stick with something and you continue to operate at the edge of what you can conceive of is that you, you will end up creating work that is beyond what you were capable of imagining when you started out. And it might even be beyond what you were capable of imagining fairly recently. And that, therefore, it's, there's this catch-22. You, you want to be, you want to value operating beyond what you're capable of. Sorry, you want to operate, you want to value operating at the edge of your capacity, at the edge of what you know is possible. And at the same time, know that if you continue to do so, you will go beyond what you thought was possible. You see this all the time in the Olympics. People are pushing the boundaries. There was just a men's halfpipe Ayama, I want to say. This small Japanese guy who absolutely... Apparently, he did the, the best half-pipe routine that's ever been done. And you could see that everybody was just... Um, that it just it, it pushed the boundary for everybody of what was possible. So that's the other thing, is that there's sort of two things going at the same time here. There's what you think it's possible for you to do and then what you see other people doing and therefore you know is technically possible even if you're not there yet and there's value in understanding that both of those things are going to be 
are going to be true. You don't have to be operating at the very edge of what is technically possible for anyone to have a super valuable experience of operating at the edge of what is possible for you to do. And also, I think that it's worth remembering that over time, what is possible will ratchet up for you and for everyone. And this can be, this fact can be a trap. If you, um, if you're trying to reach some sort of pinnacle, think of an Olympic athlete and the sport is progressing faster than you're progressing, well then you're not gonna, you're not gonna improve to a level that you're going to succeed at that sport. But for the vast majority of us, where we don't need to be at the very top, um, this gets back to what I talked about yesterday, where we don't need to be at the very top in order for it to have its meaning for us. Well, then the most important thing is that what we are capable of a year from now, if we continue to operate at the margin of what we are capable of today, then what we are capable of a year from now will be different and perhaps beyond what we can imagine. Even if you run the thought experiment of, well, I'm going to be capable of things that I can't even think of. What might that be? Because, frankly, we're bad at knowing what those details are that are going to be the things that you summit. I just had this experience carving uh, this new scoop form yesterday. On the face of it, it looks like it shouldn't be that much more difficult than any other thing that I've done. It's not a particularly large form. It's not a particularly small form. It's, uh, you know, I can draw it, but it kicked my butt. And I can see how it is the culmination. My ability to carve it the way that I carved it is a culmination of all of the things that I done it's it is it has elements of some of the tail flips of the eating spoon handles I've been doing it has elements of the duckling bubble scoop that I've done it's trickier than a duckling bubble scoop for reasons that have to do with its shape the way that the bowl the grain flows in the bowl and how that needs to be carved is trickier than with a round shape for sure, it's trickier both to see it and draw it cleanly. It's trickier to get it symmetrical, and it's also flat out trickier to carve because of the way the grain flow operates in that kind of reverse teardrop, uh, oblong-y type shape. And that's something that having 
carved a bunch of uh, the spoon of the month for last month, the the toucan. Uh, I am in a better position to understand how that grain flow works. But the point is, is that this new form is at the is at the edge of what I'm capable of in a surprising way, in a way that you wouldn't necessarily think, well, that's at the edge, because it's not, it's not flashy. It has some zing to it for reasons that have to do with proportion and shape and our expectations and playing with our expectations. But it's not, it's not an in-your-face kind of difficulty. It's a difficulty that when you start it, you think, wow, that was just harder than sort of all these other shapes for a whole bunch of reasons. And it's not like it's hard and will continue to be hard once I carve 60 of them for the Spoon of the Month Club. I'm sure it will, it will be under my belt at that point. It will be more within the boundary of, of how I operate. But right now, it's at the edge. And the point is, is that visualizing all of the things that go into me being able to tackle it and make it, have it be at the potential that it can be at. And, and I'm keenly aware that, you know, 30 of these in, in the Spoon of the Month Club, it's going to be way better than it is now. It's already really nice, but it's going to be way nicer after a bunch more iterations, but the point is, is that could I have imagined carving something like this six months ago? Well, yes and no. I could have imagined it in the, the crudest possible sense, and this is where the outline of a spoon sort of can trick you. I could have imagined it in terms of Sure, that's the outline. That's not much of a conceptual leap, but to understand all of the little things, all of the nuances of how to carve it, all of the subtleties of an actual three-dimensional shape, and how that three-dimensional shape interacts with the grain of a piece of wood, no, I was not capable of that. And that's the magic and the mystery that I'm talking about, is how, if we continue to push at the boundaries of what we are capable of, we become capable of more than we could have imagined. Thanks for listening. Talk tomorrow.